Are you barely hanging on right now and feel like you're in full-blown survival mode? Well, I know what that feels like. I really do because I'm there too. And you might be on the verge of completely throwing in the towel and putting your body on the back burner right now. But I want to show you some simple ways that you can keep showing up for yourself even when you're in survival mode. Trust me, you can do this. Hey friend, my name is Megan Dahlman. As a certified trainer and nutrition coach, I'm on a mission to change the conversation around fitness, nutrition, and taking care of ourselves as moms. If you're tired of restrictive fad diets and all or nothing workouts, in a culture that tries to sell you the lie that your value is tied to the number on the scale, then you're in the right place. I'm here to equip and encourage you to take simple steps towards the healthy life you want for yourself and the people you love. Welcome to Self-Care Simplified. Well, it dawned on me the other day what it feels like. (laughs) You know, in the Old Testament, when the Israelites are wandering around in the wilderness for 40 years, or probably in all honesty, what felt like an eternity, but they've been promised the promised land. They have hope of a rest in the future. You know, God says to them, enter into my rest. And that's what he was talking about. And they know that they're going to have a feeling of arrival or a sense of we've made it. There's that like glorious exhale that they're going to be able to experience. But right now they're in survival mode. They're still standing on the wrong side of the Jordan River, just trying to make ends meet from one day to the next, battling off one enemy after another. They're coming at them from all sides, and they feel like they're just in a fight. They're wandering. They're restless. They're just unsettled. And it dawned on me that those are the exact feelings that I've been experiencing. And and maybe you are too. And if you've been following me for a bit, or maybe you follow me over on Instagram, you might know a little bit about our family's story right now. Every day, I I try my best to put on a brave face, to just keep showing up and coaching you and my members in all of my programs and coaching you with strength, you know, with confidence and courage. And you just try to put your game face on, you know, but the real story is that this season has probably been the hardest season of my entire life. Probably second only to when I had Calvin, who's my firstborn. He's 11 now, so it was a while ago, but that was really hard because I unknowingly at the time was struggling with postpartum depression. And that really felt like survival mode. If you've ever been there, you know, with a newborn and you have all the emotional darkness of postpartum depression or anxiety, you know how much of survival mode that feels like. So that was a really hard season of my life. And and this right now, what I'm going through right now is a really hard season too. And I'm only sharing this because there is a point to it. This is not a sob story. I, I don't need sympathy and I'm not trying to play the victim card, okay? But I am learning some really valuable lessons about self-care right now. And I want to share them with you because if you're in survival mode right now too, this is going to help you. And if you're not in survival mode at the moment, 
you will be at some point. I hate to say it, but you will be. We all will be at some point. Life is full of challenges. And when you enter that season where you feel like you're just surviving one day to the next, you're going to need this advice. Our story is that this last year, we uprooted our family and moved back to my little hometown in North Idaho. We decided to move back to the exact same property that I grew up on and, and build a house. So moving away from Oregon, we, we left a lot of convenience and amenities behind and started to decided to start over here. And what I mean by like convenience and amenities, okay, so we moved like last March. It wasn't until I think early December that I stepped foot in a Target again. <laughs> and I know that sounds ridiculous, but I realized like, oh my goodness, I used to live, you know, 10 minutes, 15 minutes max from just a Target or a Costco. And up here in North Idaho, like you just don't have those types of things in your backyard anymore. And it had been like 10 months since I had simply wandered the aisles of Target and, and restaurants and certain amenities, like we just, we, we left it behind and decided to just start over in North Idaho. And as our house is getting built, um, or as we were starting to, to build and put roots down, I mean, literal roots, like the foundation, right? We moved into a temporary rental home at first, which was it was really nice. Honestly, it was a really nice, comfortable house. The situation was great. We didn't have any of our stuff. Like it was almost like a long-term Airbnb. They left all of their kitchen appliances, all of their own silverware and dishes. All the furniture was theirs. We were even sleeping on their mattress, which I tried not to think about it too much because it was just kind of weird. I'm like, okay, this is just like a hotel. It's like an Airbnb. It is what it is. But um, it really did help to kind of ease that transition. But back on January 4th, that lease ended. But our new house is yet to be completed. And so we parked our RV. We have, we've got a fifth wheel. We parked it in one of my dad's shops on their property, and we just were tucking ourselves in for a few months. And where our tiny house, you know, our tiny little RV, it's probably 500 square feet maybe, where our house sits, our tiny house sits, makes me feel better. I don't know why. If I call it a tiny house, like that feels fine. It's like, oh, it's a house. <laughs> it's not. It shifts and it moves. <laughs> um, but where it sits, we have no cell service. We have no internet access. We have no usable toilet. Our fridge is miniature. Like we have to get tiny things. We can't even shop for more than one day of food. And we now, where we are now, we have to commute three hours total a day to drive the boys to and from school. Three hours a day. Plus, it's 20 degrees outside and there's two feet of snow on the ground and all of the roads are just covered in about three inches of ice. So just walking around, you can't walk off of the roads because you'll like sink up to your thighs in snow. But when you're on the road, if you want to walk on the road, it's like super icy. So you have to take these like itty bitty steps. And it's so funny the other day, Scott in the trailer, he's like, I feel like I just want to go run. Like I want to take a big step. 
Like that would feel really great right now to just take a really nice long stride. <laughs> so you don't realize how, how awesome that would feel when you've been walking like little itty bitty steps trying not to slip. So if ever there was a cold, dark winter experience, this is it. The moment that it really hit me that this was our new reality for the foreseeable future. And I actually cried my first tears about the situation was when I had to put on my boots and my hat and my gloves and grab a flashlight just to walk to the bathroom. Only to find that Peter, my youngest, had plugged that toilet earlier. So I had to walk back rummage through all of our stuff that was packed to find a plunger somewhere and then walk back to that toilet and spend five minutes trying to get it unplugged. And then, okay, this might be TMI, but then I discovered that I had started my period. Like, are you freaking kidding me right now? Like, what? What? (laughs) I started crying in that moment. I'm like, how, how, why, what? So... Needless to say, we've been feeling homeless for a while. We've been wandering in the wilderness, just trying to survive from one day to the next. Someone said it right to me. They're like, it's like you're homesteading. I'm like, yeah, I didn't want to be, but sure enough, here we are. But we can see the promised land. You know, it's it's coming. We see our house getting finished. And um, I really do know that my frustrations, they're totally first world problems, Right. And and there are so many others that have a much harder life than I do. And I am beyond grateful and I truly am blessed to have what we do have. But many of my self-care habits have needed to adjust during this season. And my expectations and the things that are non-negotiable, they've needed to be completely reevaluated. And in a calmer, easier season of life, it was completely reasonable for me to have higher expectations and a more intricate routine. For me, it felt really good when I was getting up at 5.30 a.m., five days a week. I was strength training on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. I was doing yoga on Tuesdays and Thursdays. It was a great routine. You know, I was able to plan out my meals for the entire week. I could even have some like whole unprocessed food just like prepped and ready to go in the fridge. None of that was stressful for me or too hard during those situations. But for right now, in this scenario, there's no way. There is no There's absolutely no way that I can do any of that or make any of that happen without feeling like I'm going crazy. But there are things I'm still doing consistently to show up for my body and to make sure that I'm taking care of it well, even in this season. And I want to share with you what that looks like, what my days look like, what my week looks like. So if you're also in survival mode, and feel ready to just completely throw in the towel because this is really hard and you, you think it's just going to be easier to do nothing. Hear me out. Don't do that. Okay? It will make you feel worse. Trust me. I'm just going to walk you through what I'm doing right now as I'm sitting here in survival mode and what I suggest for you to do too when you're just trying to survive from one day to the next. Okay? So the first thing I'm doing is I'm simply taking it day by day. And I'm evaluating each day as its own unique scenario. I'm not trying to write out a full plan for the month or even for that week. I'm simply waking up each morning and looking at the landscape of 
that day. So that's what I suggest for you to wake up each day and say, okay, this day is full of new mercies. What can I do today? I want you to notice your highest and most important responsibilities for that day only. Don't overwhelm yourself with the entire week, okay? Just look at that day. So for me, each day I have to think, okay, am I the one that's driving the boys to school in the morning or am I going to be picking them up in the afternoon? Because that's a full hour and a half. It takes about 35 to 45 minutes each way to take them and then bring them back home. Um, So that's a big responsibility. I have to plan for that. I have to allow for that. So I have to notice if that's happening. Is there anything that doesn't need to happen today? Notice that too. Maybe there's something that you wake up in the morning and you're like, I wanted this, I wanted to make this happen today. Maybe that doesn't need to happen. You know, maybe you have in your mind like, oh, I was gonna, I was planning to do the laundry today, or I was planning to go to the grocery store. Man, it would have felt feel nice to do that. But does it really have to happen today? Do you have some frozen ground beef sitting in your freezer right now that you can pull together a taco salad in a pinch if you need to? Do you have, you know, another outfit in the back of your drawer that you can wear if you need to? You know, it might not be the nicest, but it's the laundry day outfit, okay? Maybe you can pull that out. So what doesn't need to happen today? And then also notice any gaps of time that you have or that you can create during the day and how big is that gap and this gap of time is where i want you to fit in some type of physical activity we know the meals are going to happen at some point that's going to shift around it is what it is but the physical activity getting exercise in that's usually the hardest thing when your days are packed full. So see if you can notice any gaps of time and you're going to use that gap of time for your exercise. Also try to notice what's going to make you feel best for that day. Like just pause and you might have certain expectations and be like, hey, it sure would be nice to get a workout in, but what does my body need today? Do you need a nap? Is that going to be more important for you? Do you need to just go on a long walk, plug in some worship music and just pray? Is that going to be better for you? Maybe a full workout is going to be the best thing. Maybe a hot tub session, right? So whatever might be the best thing for you to do that day, like plan to do that. Okay, so that's the first thing I want you to do is just take it one day at a time and evaluate each day as its own unique scenario. The second thing I want you to do is just do one thing each day to get you moving somehow. Okay, so my personal bare minimum right now is making sure that I'm getting one strength training workout in a week. Science has shown us that if you stimulate your muscles with a load, so weightlifting, strength training, at minimum one time a week, you can maintain your muscular mass. You can maintain your strength, okay? So that's my fallback. Like in the back of my mind, I know man, it would sure be nice if I could get three strength training workouts in this week, but I know that if I at least do one, I'm not going to go backwards, okay? So right now, my own bare minimum is one strength training session a week. So each day, when I'm looking over the landscape of the day, I ask myself, is this the day? Is this going to be a good day to make that happen? Maybe I know that Scott's going to pick up the kids after school or my mom is going to. And so like, okay, I'm going to have a little extra gap of time. So this would be a good day to do it. 
And I can see that tomorrow might not be the best day. Some weeks I've been able to make it happen earlier in the week, so like on a Tuesday. So by Thursday or Friday, I can ask myself again, is is this another good day to make another workout happen? And I do. I make it happen if I can. But I know that I've already gotten in the one, so that's by my bare minimum. Getting a second one is that's bonus, right? But no matter what, even if one of those full workouts can't happen, I still do something each day to move my body. So I'll go for a walk, even if that's my like itty bitty steps <laughs> between the trailer and my parents' house where I have my computer set up. I'll do it. You know, we have a, a UTV, so a utility vehicle that we drive in between the trailer where our trailer is parked and where the house is. And I'll just opt to, I'm not going to take that. I'm going to actually do a walk instead. I'm going to walk. So I make sure that that happens. Or I'll just do some stretches in the evening in our little trailer. Or I'll foam roll. But no matter what, each day I do something to get me moving, whether it ends up being a full workout or not. It doesn't matter. I just do something. Okay, so that's number two. Just do one thing each day to get you moving. The next thing I want you to do for your nutrition is just keep peeling back layers of eating habits until you can find one that doesn't feel overwhelming. In my total nutrition reset program, I teach something called habit stacking. It's where we start with the easiest but most important habits first and then once you master that we add in a second one and then we add in a third one and pretty sure you've got a whole stack of eating habits that have turned you into a really good healthy eater but those first couple habits those are the easiest ones to accomplish but they're also the most important those are your default when life is tough and you're in survival mode so if you need to like what I'm having to do is if you need to peel those top harder habits off, you know, things like getting in a serving of leafy greens every day, like having two thumb sized amounts of healthy fats each day, like pull off those more challenging ones, like focusing on splurges and peel it back to the easiest things. For me and for what I teach in Total Nutrition Reset, the first habit is, is water. You got to make sure that you're drinking your water. And then from there, you're eating slowly. You're paying attention. You're taking the time to eat slowly so that you're just not overeating. And then if that's going well, you add in some protein. If that's going well, you add in some produce with those meals. So for me, it's very, very bare bones right now. I'm making sure I'm well hydrated. I'm making sure my protein is there. There have been a lot of lunches that have been on the go driving to go pick the kids up from school and it's literally just been like a protein shake that I've found at Costco you know the premier protein little cartons it's 30 grams of protein and sometimes that has been my meal is it ideal no but I know that I brought my water with me and I have my protein Sometimes I happen to have a banana in the trailer that's not completely brown <laughs> and I'll grab the banana too and I can say, hey, look, I had protein and produce in my water. That's good enough. Okay, so for your nutrition, keep peeling back the layers of habits until you can land on something that's not overwhelming. And then I want you to make your sleep a high priority. Often when you're stressed, it's so tempting to want to numb out and stay up late and just watch movies. 
But when you are exhausted because you're lacking sleep, it's a million times harder to find the motivation to do something healthy for yourself. Trust me, okay? So for myself, I've been going to bed early, like at 9.30. I used to go to bed at like 11. Um, So I'm getting almost like an extra hour of sleep every night than I normally do. And that's great. Honestly, I think if I wasn't, if I was still staying up late and still on the same sleep routine schedule, I'd probably feel really exhausted and just worn down. So I'm purposefully making sleep a really high priority. And then finally, making stress-relieving opportunities a high priority as well. I took a little stress factor quiz the other day just out of curiosity. And sure enough, my stress is it is off the charts. It was like, whoa, <laughs> you need help now. <laughs> like, I know. Um, so, I mean, survival mode, it just means stress. You're going to be in stress if you're in survival mode. And stress means that your body is getting up every day and going to war on multiple battlefronts. I recently watched the movie Kingdom of Heaven. We have all these old DVDs in our trailer, um, and I'm just like cranking through these old movies. And Kingdom of Heaven, it's a great old one, but I don't know if you've seen it recently, but there's this moment where the bad king, he forces his troops to march for days on end without very much water, they don't have any rest, they don't have very much sustenance, and when they arrive at the battlefront to meet the enemy, they had zero strength left to fight with. They were like drooped over, dragging their feet, falling onto the side, their weapons were falling out of their hands. And if you don't manage your stress to the best of your ability, all of your systems in your body are going to do the same thing. They're going to fall over, drag their feet, and just be wimpy, limpy mechanisms. It's just not going to work, okay? So every day for me, I'm doing something every day, and it could be, you know, the same thing I did earlier for my physical activity. So for me, that the things that relieve my stress is going for those walks. Awesome. I can actually check off two things, you know? I'm doing something for my stress, and I'm doing my physical activity for the day. Some days it's sitting in the hot tub. My parents have a hot tub and sometimes I'm just like, all right, (laughs) I'm going to put some work aside and actually go chill in the hot tub by myself. Man, it is, it is really nice and can really have a lot of stress. I take a nap when I can. And even if you can't do any of those things, just stopping and taking some full deep breaths. It's amazing how just doing the big, deep belly breathing with strong, full exhales can do wonders for your stress. Okay, so let me review those survival mode self-care habits with you again. The first one is just take it day by day, one day at a time. Second thing is just do one thing each day to get you moving. For your nutrition, this is the third thing, just keep peeling back layers of habits until you can find the ones or just one that doesn't feel overwhelming to you. Fourth thing is make your sleep a high priority and then finally make stress relieving opportunities a high priority too. And listen, you're not going to be in survival mode forever. It's something I keep having to tell myself too. This is a season and that's okay. We have to trust that God is faithful and he's going to give you, he's going to give me the strength to persevere 
and get through it just one day at a time. But in the meantime, I'm just totally resetting these daily non-negotiable habits to fit these current circumstances. And I'm continuing to show up for my body in intentional ways. And I know you can too. Now listen, if you need any help with this, a little extra help, I've got actually two resources for you that I know would really help you out. If you go to createmyroutine.com, I have a free routine creator template. It's kind of like a worksheet that you can download, you can work through. It's going to help you prioritize certain aspects of your day and helps you get way more organized. I highly recommend that you go through that worksheet over and over again whenever your circumstances change because it's going to have to change. Your routine is going to have to change based on your circumstances, okay? It's totally free, so once again, go to createmyroutine.com. The second resource I have for you is full-on coaching. I know what you feel like you need. Sometimes you just want somebody to tell you exactly what to do each day and to not have to think about it or to not make a decision. You want someone else to meal plan for you. You want someone else to tell you, hey, at lunch, do this, right? Having that kind of help would completely free you up to focus on all the other pieces of your day that require more attention. And it's going to also give you the confidence to know that you're still showing up for your body in good, simple, healthy ways. If that sounds perfect to you, like, please, it's exactly what I need right now, then join me in Total Nutrition Reset. Don't look to the right. Don't look to the left. Just go directly to totalnutritionreset.com and go get yourself signed up. I'll get you started coaching with me as soon as this next Monday, and it will be the best investment in yourself and your self-care that you've ever made. I'll say it again. Don't think about it anymore. Just go to totalnutritionreset.com and get yourself signed up. I will make sure that the links for those are in the show notes. All right, friend, if you're in survival mode right now, I feel for you. I know what that feels like. We're going to make it through together, but you can keep showing up for yourself. I believe that. All right, friend, until next week, be strong. Be strong.